0: Today we thought we would continue to kind of talk about this unique time we're in and all of the different feelings and experiences we're having. And one of the things that we were talking about, Laura and I, before we started this conversation was really that there is such an opportunity right now to review our lives, to pause, to to look at everything in our lives and recognize what has been misaligned and what is aligned and how do we realign anything that's not working for us. I feel like there is this just amazing energy out there that's allowing us, you know, unconsciously even to all of a sudden have to sort through all of these parts of our lives and to be more aware of where there's misalignment. And I think this is such a relevant thing. Whether it's your business or it's your relationships or it's your, you know, balance or it's your life, all of these things affect our ability to succeed. Mm, Yeah, I agree.
1: I am really interested in this personally. I've noticed it within myself, been reflecting on my own alignment and noticed certain things that I've adopted, like certain ways I've shifted and changed as a result of what's happening and actually really enjoy those things that I'm developing and realizing, oh, you know, what are the old things that I used to do that I don't want to keep taking with me, maybe forward? Um, and so it is a, an interesting time. And then I've also noticed it within my clients and with my colleagues, you know, that there's a really a universal common thread here, uh, an opportunity to to realign, to reflect,
0: to pivot. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I feel like, I mean, I don't know exactly how it's happening energetically or universally or whatever it is, but I feel like, you know, even in my meditation practice or in the things that I'm doing, I'm experiencing more and more old memories and more and more, you know, things. It's almost like I haven't deliberately chosen a life review, but the life review has been chosen for me. (laughs) Like, I feel like this is this, (laughs) and I'm having these interesting dreams with, you know, previous people that I've known, and like all of this interesting past is kind of coming up for me to explore. And it's not even something I've really necessarily chosen. So I feel I feel like it's very interesting. I feel like there's something universally that is really pushing forward things we have yet to integrate or things that we need to wake up to or things that we ne- need to recognize or realize. And um, yeah, and so it's offering me this opportunity to really look at everything from a new point of view and decide really what is still aligned and what needs to be shifted. Yes, yes.
1: And, you know, recently I actually was writing about this as a gift of the current situation we're in is this ability to change old habits. And I was reflecting on in behavioral psychology, there's, they actually call this phenomenon, this way of uh, the way that we change patterns. It's just called a pattern interrupt. Like when something really big happens, sometimes it's, you know, childbirth. It's a pattern interrupt, like all of a sudden you have a baby, um, changing jobs, grief, loss, sudden loss of a loved one, certain loss of, a, of your own health and you know abilities. So there's all these different things that it's really drastic. It comes in and it is in a, in a pattern interrupt where all of a sudden that habitual way of thinking, the habitual way of being in the world that has become automatic, it's actually um, it has to stop because something it's like, it can't even go forward. And that is as much as that's unsettling to us. And it creates some anxiety that we have this pattern interrupt. It's an opportunity. And so in the science of psychology, they're like, Oh, this is, this is where actually this elicits a new response, you know, that we have the interruption of the old pattern and this opportunity for a new pattern to emerge.
0: Yeah, it's really funny because, like, last night the family was watching Wally. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, yes, movie. I love that yeah. movie. And, you know, it's like they're all, you know, lazy. I referenced and, you know, this s-
1: a movie actually yeah. in the yeah. result of what's we're going on, what's happening yeah. right now. <laughs>
0: It's so funny, but I think it's like, you know, they've all gotten comfortable and laying in the chairs and not able to stand up or move or, you know, like, it's like this whole ways we've we've been asleep or we've been comfortable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's this huge pattern interrupt, you yes. know, in the form of these robots, right? These rogue robots. But I think it's just, it's so interesting because it's so reflective to what I feel like we're, we're, we've all been hit with something that is disrupting our patterns, our normal way of being. And we can either resist it, which I'm seeing a lot of people do. So they're resisting that pattern interrupt. They're still trying to normalize. They're still trying to be the same that they were at their job or that they were when their kids were going to school. And so you see this whole, like, I'm just trying to navigate it. I see a lot of my clients beating themselves up for sleeping in more, for, you know, taking the morning off. Like if they don't have this eight hour day, they're, you know, beating themselves up and they're, um, you know, kind of judging themselves. And it's like, you know, this is a whole different opportunity. For us to be able to wake up and look at what works for us. Does it work for us to sleep in till 11 o'clock and then we can get up and then, you know, start our workday? Does it work for us to work more in the evening? Like what actually allows us to be the most productive, the most balanced, the most fulfilled, the most happy, the most successful? Like what really, really works for us? I think so many people have never questioned the, the normal life that we have been taught to have. right? Go to school, wake up in the morning, eat breakfast, go to school, go to work, be in traffic. You know, we've gotten used to these kind of patterns and we've not really stopped to question, do they work for me? (laughs) Like, is this conducive to my success?
1: Absolutely. I had a conversation with a colleague who was reflecting, she's also a therapist like myself. And so she's moved everything to telehealth and doing online sessions. And she said, you know, I'm really reflecting, on how much I enjoy not having to commute. And not only am I not thinking about the commute that I had to my office back and forth, just by being home, I've become so aware of how busy I was in my destinations, like how much I drove across town, the different things I did. It was just so inefficient, but somehow I felt like I needed to or it was just a part of the day. And now that I'm not in my car, I'm not driving around town. I'm not trying to meet these external structures or timetables. She's like, I have so much more energy back, you
0: know? Yeah. I think we're all getting a great opportunity for energy back, right? (laughs) Unless you're there still trying to push yourself into that norm, right? right? Into that same busyness. I think, you know, we're far enough progressed into this kind of stay-at-home time that a lot of people are starting to, you know, ease off on the pressure they put on themselves. Like, I am seeing kind of a shift depending on where people are at in in the wave, if you will. But I think you know, there is still that norm, that you know, concept the expectations that we're holding ourselves to, and I think this is part of that piece of really looking at, you know, is that previous life aligned with you? Right? Was it aligned to be that busy? Was it aligned to be putting in your in investing time in these situations and these places? Was it really aligned? And and I say like we're in our families as well. We're able to to have more awareness now. Or whoever you live with, if you're by, or if you're by yourself, right? Whatever it is, the situation is in your house too. You're able to be more reflective of what's working and what's not working because it's been so easy to cover so much of that misalignment up with our busyness and with our, you know, need to get to the next place and need to just get into our work and need to serve others and all the things we busy ourselves with it allows us to cover over all the things that aren't working and all the things that are misaligned. And so, yeah, I think this is this great wake up call and we can be deliberate by looking at our life and saying, what feels aligned still, but what doesn't feel aligned? And what do I need to do in that area to make some adjustments? Um, I think this is just such a beautiful time for that. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I think that I've worked with in the past when the world was still 100% full, you know, full forward. I had these conversations with clients who were feeling the misalignment and yet feeling so frustrated by the inability to shift. They felt like they were going upstream. It's like, I know I need to shift. My rhythm doesn't work in this rhythm and I need to shift it, but I don't know how, you know, just felt feeling completely overwhelmed by this inability to make a 360 kind of like in the middle or 180, I guess they wanted to like completely go the other, other way. And I think this is where there's that opportunity, like you mentioned, um, in the pattern interrupt is that that fast moving water, that stream that we were all caught up in, all of a sudden it went into, what is that called in the river where it goes? I just totally lost that word, but into that part of the river that gets calm and it's just like circling. Right. And so we've just ended up in that part of the river and it's no longer this like really fast current. And we have this opportunity now to go, Oh wait, I do want, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm coming around. Let me 180. I'm going <laughs> to go back. I'm going to go over here. You know, yeah. there's, there's an actual opportunity here to, to follow, our rhythms and realign ourselves in a way that actually wasn't there before it was much harder to be mm. that person that turned you know around when everyone was full forward you know
0: yeah and i feel i feel like that's a really good description like the rhythm right i feel when we look at alignment what we're looking at is what is aligned with our natural rhythm right and everybody's rhythm is different everybody's rhythm has a, a unique flow to it because we have unique essential selves we have unique experiences we have you know unique gifts and talents and strengths and weaknesses and all of those things that make us up to be very unique and so then we have this energetic rhythm if you will and what we're looking to do is create a congruency between who we are right? Who we are as a natural being and how our life flows, how our relationships flow, how our business flows. Like it is all about that congruity. And I think, you know, in my experience, I talk about congruity a lot in my program. And I also feel like congruity is my impulse or my life purpose, which I've talked about in other episodes, I think. But, you know, congruity is something I'm very familiar with and playing with and understanding when it's not congruent and when it is congruent and And I think most people are living very incongruently and partly because we've been indoctrinated to be a certain way. And so, you know, be this way, be this way. You should, if you're a good person, you do this. If you're a successful person, you do this. If you're a great business owner, you do this. Like, and we've been told this is how you should operate, how you should be. And very few people have really spent a lot of time and effort to explore and understand who actually am I. Forget everything that everyone, one says, throw it all away. Who am I and what is my natural rhythm? And how can I create a life that's congruent with that?
1: Yes. Oh. And it's such an opportunity and yet there are things that get in our way, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like... <Yeah>. Many <laughs> like many things, like many things. And, and in no way, like, does, even though we can describe it, in no way are we saying this is a simple path. <laughs>
1: right, right. Because it's like, I'm feeling that. It's like, yeah, what is that? You know, <laughs> and of course, we are habitual creatures. And even though there's a pattern interrupt and there's an opportunity, we still are so used to doing things and we can fall into. I mean, I actually witnessed this a lot with um, entrepreneurs and uh, co-working. So many entrepreneurs... Are leaving. Sometimes they've left, and you work with clients that have left their corporate gig to go to work for themselves. And one of the things they do is create a whole business. and alignment with themselves is the goal, and you're working with them. And then you're like, "Oh, wow, that's interesting. You're still working nine to five. That's interesting that your home office still feels like a cubicle. That's (laughs) just like you just recreated that corporate world (laughs) in your own business." And so we do this, you know, so even though we have this opportunity right now, where we can turn off an alarm, like you literally could just not have an alarm. I'm, I'm one of those, like, yeah. why? Just turn my, I don't yeah, have we an alarm. Don't anymore. <laughs> and, but yet there are people that are setting their alarms, they're still getting up, they're still like, oh, I need to work from this time to this time, just because that is what they've been used to doing. And so we have to be, and this is where mindfulness comes in really handy, just like, observation and some curiosity to be like, huh, what am I still doing just because it's a habit? I'm like, what could I start noticing and just shifting around alignment? You know, like how do I in what you said is, um, you know, people's rhythms, sometimes they don't know what those natural rhythms are, what their impulse. I love the question you have of like, what was an impulse you had? As a child, like, do you remember what you did with your friends on the playground or when you first started to play? Like, what did you do? What was your impulse? Because that's something people don't often even know about themselves.
0: Yeah. And I love working with that with my clients because I think once you understand what your core, you know, I call it your core impulse, right? And so a lot of people talk about things in terms of life purpose and, you know, like they misunderstand what life purpose is. They think, oh, like I was meant to be a coach or I was meant to be um, a healer or, you know, whatever it is that they think is their life purpose. But an impulse, which I believe is our true life purpose, is more like a a heartbeat. It's more like an, an, an impulse towards something. And it's much more general. And that impulse can be put into many, 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 many things. But I think what happens is once you recognize what your core impulse is, and it will be something you've always, always done. It's not something you have to figure out or something that you have to create. It's something that was born with you and is there no matter what you do, unless you block it or unless you don't use it, right? But I think once you really understand what that core impulse is, you can create more alignment in your life because you know that that's such a core principle for you or such a core piece. Like for me, congruity is what I believe is my core impulse. And so when things are incongruent, it just doesn't work for me. It just does not work on any level. And so I have to be truth like and honest all the time, right? Even when it's painful. And I have to try to live congruently. And sometimes I'm asleep or sometimes I'm unaware. But like I, if, if I become aware, I have to choose congruity, right? And I think this is that really interesting part when we start to look at where in our lives, are we not living that impulse? Are we not creating alignment with that impulse? Um, yeah, it really can shift a lot of things very interestingly. Yeah, so true. And I I think when you asked me that question, I
1: remembered um, that as a very small child that I've always brought people together and there's like connection. And, and as a therapist, it was always like I wanted to help people return to themselves. And reconnect there's always this re like come back reconnect and connect to others connection 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 so you know it's shown and like you said so I use that as a therapist I also use it as a community builder I could do those separately or integrated you know but this the impulse was always there to like bring things together within ourselves or within a group and so Once you really know that, then you can also. This is a great thing for assessing if you are in the right field or if you're designing your life and your business the way that you would like to, because you got to, you know, is is that impulse given permission to show up? Have you created a container in which that impulse just gets to thrive, you know? Yes.
0: Look, and, and, you know, one of the things I've been life reviewing, if you will, um, over the last week or so is just. Understanding where have I not given myself permission to be aligned, right? Like where have I created misalignment? What is the pattern around misalignment? Which for me was often in relationships, really. Like because I was naturally more feminine, right? Naturally having more of a feminine energy. And that was so you know, dismissed in the world, right? It was never acknowledged. In my core life, in my my childhood, that part of myself was never acknowledged. It was always the masculine that was acknowledged. It was the masculine that was asked for. It was the masculine that was valued. And so, you know, I've been exploring and realizing that, like, oftentimes in between relationships – I was more free, I was more in that feminine, I was more, you know, and then I would enter into a relationship where the masculine would, you know, dismiss me or minimize um, that feminine and I would lose myself, right? So it's like there's patterns like that and we all have different constructions of that and as I'm exploring with my clients, they all have kinds of their own pattern and their own history of what is unfolded, but I think we have to become more aware Of what patterns we have that create more misalignment and, you know, and put us into a place where we're denying our true self. Because that's really what we're talking about. That denial of our true self. And, I mean, sometimes people don't even contemplate how important this is. The more aligned you are, the more success you have the more power you have the more leadership you have the more visibility you have even without trying right all of that comes with congruity and i think you know we just we just don't really understand the value of that sometimes mm-hmm. yeah and it's so
1: important like you said not to just understand your impulse but what are those patterns that then interrupt your ability, that that interfere with your ability to be in that flow. And that's what this, we see this as an opportunity as things have slowed down and, you know, you're socially distancing and isolated at home. How can being removed from the world in the way that you're used to being in the world, how can that removal and that separation create enough space For your awareness to expand right and for you to see that and then have permission to shift and the big thing I've been seeing with my clients and myself has been that critical voice that critical voice that will come in and be like but you need to do it this way you know and so you have to stop and be like but what wait why again (laughs) like yeah who made that rule up and why have I been following it
0: you know Yes. The permission. I mean, this is what I'm saying with everyone and myself too. It's like that permission to create whatever you want. Like literally. Like literally create whatever you want. like, And it's so funny because we've got a lot of talk about this, right? So a lot of people go into business to create what they want. But like exactly like you mentioned with sort of that the corporate woman, you know, who goes into business and is still recreating the corporate world. I see that constantly. Everyone takes their patterns with them into their business. And so, you know, their dream was freedom, but they've brought all their chains. Yeah. So, you know, like what I find, you know, is the path and the women in the business a Serena program that often is a path of breaking chains you know or I would say even dissolving them because you're integrating more through the feminine but you know it's like dissolving these layers right so that you can get more real so that you can get more close to your essential self and it's amazing how many people wake up and they're like wow you know everything's misaligned and you know sometimes their whole life blows up like that can happen. And sometimes it's just like minor things they have to shift and change. But, you know, it's really interesting when you allow yourself that permission to just feel and explore and and to create what is aligned with you. And you block out all those voices that are around you. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And it really takes, I mean, the the big superpower that I feel that I keep trying to um, make sure I'm stepping into and sharing with all my clients is self compassion. And we talk about self compassion on this show all the time. It's, it's, I can't say enough about it. You know, it's one of the, the strongest, like your biggest ally is being able to be compassionate with yourself right now. As you find yourself in these moments in order to align, you know, we have to, be mindful of ourselves, notice things and be compassionate about why we're there. Because of course, all these things that we've done, we've done them for survival. You know, we've done it for social acceptance. We've done it to avoid some sort of discomfort or pain. And that deserves compassion. You know, be like, of course, I did that. Of course, I did. You know, I felt overwhelmed by being any different than I, you know, than the norm. So I just did it. And now I'm doing it now. And, you know, this ability to, to change this inner dialogue. And I've referenced her work before, but you know, if you haven't heard me talk about Kristen Neff, she has her website, selfcompassion.org. And she is a researcher at university of Texas, and she's got really great resources on her site right now that you can just go and download, but the science behind it, that she so much would interest her. And she did her um, studies on was like, what's happening in the brain. And we have very little control in what's happening right now in the world, but we do have control over how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves. And she has found that when we are critical with ourselves, we're only releasing more of the stress hormone cortisol into our bodies. Just stressing ourselves out more and all the things that come with stress. When we are gentle and that voice is kind and we talk to ourselves like we would a friend like that friend that has reached out to you and has said I'm going you know just insane here I don't know what to do and you say of course you are of course and you know you normalize it for them that's the kind of inner voice we want to cultivate for ourselves and it takes having compassion for ourselves and that releases oxytocin which is the love hormone And that hormone reduces stress and allows us to feel more connected to ourselves and more connected to our loved ones, you know? So it's really, really interesting that we feel so out of control and yet we do still have the control over how we treat ourselves,
0: how we gently look at our alignment or misalignment. Yes. And I think that process is just is a reminder, it's a skill, right? Like... We have to start, though. We have to practice self-compassion and, you know, practice acceptance and practice allowance of all of our parts, right, of all of our mistakes and of the way we self-sabotage and, like, all of those pieces. And a lot of times, you know, I, of course, many of my clients have inner critics we're oftentimes working with that. And I try to help them see because sometimes they recognize they have an inner critic and then they're angry that they still have an inner critic. And I'm like, "Well, let's reframe, right? If we if we look at our inner critics as heroes, right? Because the inner critic is there because it was stopping us from making a mistake getting hurt, getting judged, right? Like inner critic's purpose was to serve us. It was to to be a hero, to be our guard, to be our protector. It's just that we've outgrown it. And so, you know, we get to this point where that inner, you know, that inner person, that, you know, sort of inner critic is no longer helpful. You know, it could get to play support. It's harmful. But if we don't love it, if we don't appreciate it, if we just don't really honor it and its value, then it works harder to protect us right in a way whereas if we just kind of like thank you oh there's my inner critic again thank you thank you for protecting me but just so you know i'm i'm capable of protecting myself now right and you'll start to see it dissipate and over time it will just evaporate and you'll no longer have that inner critic yes yes such
1: a good reminder because people don't sometimes know how to they're all like i don't know how to get there i don't know how to turn that volume down or how to deal with that inner critic. But yes, when you acknowledge its role, you know, it showed up for a good reason. Often our inner critic shows up when we're younger, it's some sort of threat, and it, it develops coping skills that are sometimes not really applicable to our current life. And when we are, I've noticed a lot of times, you know, the inner critic Is still coming from a place of fear and and worry and it's trying to protect us. And so you want to soothe it and talk to it like you would a fearful child. You know, like, I know, I know you're scared for me. I know you always put this wall up so that nobody ever hurts you. And yet I'm strong enough now. I'm strong enough to handle the hurt. If this person hurts me, I'm okay. I have all these skills I have this capacity. So I know you're scared for us and for me, you know, but we're okay. Go take a break, little inner critic. You know, it's like in this very nice, gentle speaking and acceptance and love for that part. And then you do come from a place of, of love and your new motivation, your new strategies, so to speak, are love-based.
0: Yes, exactly. And and one of the other things I wanted to mention about alignment as well as we're talking about it is, you know, sometimes we recognize that something's misaligned. And I think a lot of people are going to be having awareness of this, whether it is deliberate or whether it is unconscious. This is what's coming up in the world. And so when we start to recognize the misalignment, sometimes we're really quick to just self-destruct in a way or just blow everything up or make major changes or like we're like oh my god it's misaligned I've just got to like you know change my business completely or I've got to like you know go doing this and I've got to you know we're, we're big to make quick changes and what I would say is sometimes it's just a slight variation I was thinking of um Like a river, right? As a river flows and it flows in a certain direction. But over time, rocks move and the river changes its course a little bit. You know, things are worn down. And so the river changes its course a little bit. And so I just wanna encourage you if you do recognize there's a lot of misalignment you know be patient with it allow it to unfold naturally you know maybe shift a rock here and there you know instead of blowing your life up because like i see that a lot and and sometimes that happens in business where you know, we can recognize that something is misaligned in our business and we just throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? We're just like, oh, I need a new business. I need a new target market. I need to complete deliver completely different services. But oftentimes, it's just a little tweaking that really needs to happen for now as you unfold, as you build more and more, you know, towards that alignment. So, you know, don't be afraid to just do small tweaks or to even just pause and really allow yourself weeks even to feel the misalignment, to understand what it's about, to question what you actually need before you jump into, you know, a big decision or a big change.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love that reminder that it's just move a rock, (laughs) (laughs) just shift a rock just a little bit because that is that black and white or all or nothing thinking really sabotages us, you know, when we just feel like we've got to, okay, I've got to change it all. I got to do it 100%. But it's just the little tiny, and even there's the book um, Atomic Habits that came out. It was, I think it was a 2019 bestseller. And in that book, he talks about like change really just needs 1%. Like every, if you actually make a 1% change on something every day, then by the end of a year, like, that is huge. You know, that's where you see, but change doesn't happen overnight. It's just like, oh, I'm just changing this, this thing by 1%. And that makes it so much more accessible, you know? Like, even um, an example in my life, I was just thinking, goodness, I've really gotten off my yoga routine, but I just, I, use, I love classes. I love being in the actual physical space of a studio. I don't do well with online classes. So that's the story. So of course, I was like, well, I just need to start doing it like every day, you know, and just trying to go from, I'm not doing it. to I have to fully embrace it. And instead I just like, well, if I took that 1%, you know, what would that be? So the 1% was like, what if I just start doing my own yoga stretches, just the yoga mat, me five minutes in the morning, I'll just start moving my body. And so I did that. And I was like, Oh, I really like stretching in the morning. It feels so good. Like if I could do this, imagine how much better my body's going to feel when I'm 70. (laughs) just keep doing stretching every day. And then I went to my favorite online place, my yoga studio that I like online. And I was thinking, well, I could just start looking at their small, like 10 minute class, you know, and, and I started there. And so now like I just today, or no, this week, I signed up for, or committed myself to a seven day yoga challenge where I just do my yoga class every day. And so this is my third day, Wednesday, I started on Monday. And it feels so good. And I don't even know if I'll keep doing yoga every day after these seven days, but that I had to take just like little incremental steps. And now that I'm doing it every day, I was like, I think I like this. I think I'll probably do something every day in this, you know, capacity, something in this area. And so, yeah, and I never could have done that had I just gone from I'm not doing it. I don't want to go do online to like forcing myself to do a an hour online class. I would have probably done that once and never done it again.
0: Completely. And I see this a lot depending on people's personalities with my clients as well. Like they'll be in sort of that unmotivated kind of place. And then all of a sudden they want to set a schedule that is so rigid and like controlled and like hours of work and getting all this stuff done. And I'm like, can we find a middle ground? Like, how about just starting with one action? Like, just do one action today, you know? And then maybe tomorrow, do one action. And then the next day, maybe you could do two actions. Like, you know, sometimes where we get into that place of extremes and, and it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, I'm like you, I can really relate in terms of the yoga because I have wanted to do you know more yoga and and I always struggled to get out of my house and get to a yoga class and so I have this great app that I absolutely love which is Glow and what I what is so great about it is I just listen I, – I give myself permission on the days that I'm going to do yoga to just feel how I feel. So I'm like, do I just feel like five minutes? I'll just do a five-minute meditation. Do I feel like 10 minutes? Do I feel – do I feel like I need to move more? Or do I just feel like I really need to yin it? Yeah. You know, I just need to like lay in positions for five minutes and like yin it today. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm just – just this little bit. And so even if I just get a five-minute meditation in, that does a huge change for myself – and like even like last night, I was just feeling really restless. And so I tried one class and it didn't work for me. And then I tried another class. And like by the third class, I was like, oh, this, this, is, this is a good fit. And I gave myself permission to change classes, right? Like because sometimes you think, no, I've got to finish a class that I start. And we can just take baby steps and we can also honor whatever we need. And that's really, I think, this, this piece of alignment. Can we just allow ourselves – to be aligned, no matter what the world does, no matter what anyone else does, no matter what the world says is right or wrong, can we not just find right for ourselves?
1: Yes, yes,
0: amen to that. I love it. All right, well, I think that's probably a good place to end for today. We hope you all are doing really well out there. Feel free to connect with us at any time. We're thinking of you and we will see you next week. If you have a service business, I can help. I know many of you are feeling fear, worry, or confusion about how to pivot your business and survive these times. I'm in my third decade of helping women navigate challenging business situations. These are unprecedented times, and we need to think quickly, be creative, and stay strategic to navigate them and come through successfully on the other side. If you are struggling right now and need help, I can help you in one of my many coaching programs that have been developed for just this form of crisis. You don't have to do it alone. I can quickly help you look at where you need to put your attention so that you can financially remain stable. Go to sonyastatman.com or WomenInTheBusinessArena.com for support.